Good morning and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop Smith and what a wonderful time in worship. It's almost like you can get lost in that for a moment and forget what time it is. And that's what it's like in the presence of God, I believe, is just time doesn't exist. You just really um, get your mind focused on the things of the Lord. So good morning to all the intercessors this morning. Thank you for being on the line. Thank you for all that you do. Good morning to New Destiny Church, Nexus Church, uh, the universal body that's calling in from around the world, around our country as well. Good morning to you. Good morning to every pastor that is on the line. We thank God for you. Thank God for answering the call and being faithful to the call. I believe that is so key to where we are today, faithful men of God who are lovers of the truth. And lovers of the word, it's key this morning. So this morning, we, we have with us uh, Sister Margaret Johnson. She will be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests for us this morning. Sister Margaret, how are you? Good morning, Bishop. I'm doing excellent. How are you, sir? I'm excellent as well. I love the fact that you are doing excellent, most excellent this morning. And then we also have with us Pastor Horatius Harris, calling in from the great city of Atlanta before they go out and deliver turkeys to the community. Pastor Harris, how are you? I am doing well, up and ready to go this morning, Bishop. Good morning uh, to all that is on the prayer call this morning. Good morning to the Smith family. Thank you so much. Well, good morning to your family as well. Good morning to your family, man. We love you all, and thank you also for your commitment and your your faithfulness to this prayer line, man, we greatly appreciate all that you do. So I know God has given you a word downloaded in your spirit for us this morning, and I'm excited about it. On this Thanksgiving Eve, can you all believe it? It is Thanksgiving, and you can go see your mama. Isn't that something? They tell you, don't go see your mama. I was talking to Pastor Harris on the pre-call. We do a pre-call before we do the call. And I was telling him he can't go see his mama. He said if he don't go see his mama, he going to be in trouble. So I believe a lot more of you all on the line. If you don't go see your mama or something, FaceTime or something, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. But it tells you how the world is changing, and it's changing rapidly. It's changing. Here's the thing that gives us comfort. Although the world is changing, and some of it's not for the betterment of the people. Trust me, it is not. I don't care what you say about technology. I believe a lot of technology is set up for um, a big master plan that evil people want to control people. And, you know, regardless of all those things, there's one thing that gives us comfort. God yet remains the same. He yet remains the same. And so we thank God for that. That's why we're dealing with this series about thinking. And I know a lot of you all have been thinking about life, thinking about all this different stuff. You know, we get these gadgets, and we think they're the best thing since sliced bread. And, you know, and these new gadgets, you know, they make you put your face. I think they got retina recognition and face recognition on the new phone and all this kind of stuff. All that stuff is set up for AI, which is artificial intelligence. And, um, I can go there, but I'm not this morning, okay? So 
just do your research and keep thinking for a change. Father, we honor you, we bless you, we magnify you. We say good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you've invested authority in the believer, that we can command our morning. And, Father, that's what we get up to do is seek your faith and not your hand. As we do so, give us wisdom, insight, Lord God. Give us the truth of your word so that we can begin to grow thereby. So have your way according to your own will. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Harris. Well, good morning, saints. It is time for us to devote our time to the Lord in his word and in prayer. Um, I'm coming from Proverbs 4 and 7. You know the scripture. I'm reading in a few versions. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Now, let me read this in the Amplified. It says, get skillful and godly wisdom. It is preeminent. And with all you're acquiring, get understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logical interpretation. Now, this is a very important um, verse in the Bible. And what I love about Proverbs is when you look at other historical books and read some of the things that we read in the New Testament, a lot of it has to do with context, and you got to know culture. you got to understand the times and who it, was, who it was spoken to. When you get to Proverbs... It is so universal, and it's timeless. This was true when Solomon wrote it. It was true when David mouthed it to Solomon so he could pass it down to the, to the generations to come, and it's true today. Wisdom is the principal thing. And so when we look at these, you kind of start getting confused when you start reading all of this because wisdom has levels to it. It has levels to it. So just to understand the text, you know, wisdom we know is not knowledge. And wisdom is greater than knowledge because you can have knowledge and not have wisdom. There's a bridge between the two. Knowledge plus understanding gives you wisdom. Understanding what you have, when to use it, how to use it, that makes you wise. Having that spiritual discernment and giving you, having the ability to navigate what you know and when to apply it makes you wise. It makes you have sense. So when we look at this particular text, it makes us understand that part of the reason that makes us who we are as believers is we have to get an understanding of who God is in our life and how to take that wisdom, the things that are in the word, 
and apply it to our lives and use it properly to help us be safe, to help us um, to navigate and help our children, to help those that are around us. All of those things start to apply when we take the word of God and use it in the right way. What I love about this verse, it says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. The, I would say the B clause, therefore get wisdom. There's always a, a dynamic between the what and the why. It says, therefore, get wisdom. I could just tell you to get wisdom. You can be like, okay. But ultimately, you want to know why. I got people people on the line this morning. You were that kid that always wanted to know why. You know, mama say, do social such so and so, take the trash out, uh, clean up your room. You, you know, you always got to ask why. Got you in trouble. Because, you know, that was one of the questions you didn't ask your parents. You don't ask why, you know, old school wise. And asking why will get you in trouble. But it's a very important question because in the why, you get understanding. And when you get understanding, it helps you to drive towards the end goal of what, you, what you're looking to do. So if the Bible just told you to get wisdom, you you would be like, Okay, but it doesn't. It goes even further. In the top of the verse, it says, why do you want to get wisdom? Because wisdom is the principal thing. And then it goes even further. It says in verse 8, why do you want to get wisdom? It says, what is this? It tells you to do what? Exalt her. Why? because she will promote you. <laughs> she will bring you honor. Embrace her. Why? Because she will place your, on your head an ornament, a diadem, a tiara, a crown. And watch this. It gives us the, uh, the why and the understanding, even within the verses of themselves. I love that the fact that it does this. Watch this. And then let's go to Proverbs 2 and 6. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom. Let's stop right there. It is the Lord who gives us wisdom. He gives us the ability to take knowledge and understanding and apply it to our lives so that we can be wise and live the God kind of life. Then it says, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Watch this. The two together, knowledge and understanding, gives you wisdom. And he says, in all thy getting, get understanding, because you can know the what. But if you don't have understanding, then you'll never get to the end result of getting wisdom. It is part of our resolve as we grow older is to always become wiser, to become more 
discerning. We look at the levels that it gives us in the Amplified. I'm going to walk through those. It says, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. And let's break that down. To actively seek spiritual discernment. That's number one. Spiritual discernment. You would be surprised as to how many things and how many people go through things that don't do not have spiritual discernment. They can't seem to understand and discern what is really going on. This is why, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to have uh, that dynamic of husband and wife. I know for me, you know, and generally speaking, men have a, have a, a long-range view of things. And women sometimes have a wide range of view. I mean, I can see far because I got vision. I can see where we're going. I can speak to tell you know, where the family's going. Then my wife will give that wide vision and say, well, how are we going to get there? <laughs> you got all this stuff that's going on. How are you going to do that? And she can see some details and things that I can't see. So she has a keen sense of discernment about things that sometimes I just do not have. And it's okay. But when we come together, we got everything we need. Spiritual discernment. Sometimes you just need to have the ability to pick up on some things that is not obvious. And that will be wisdom within itself. Spiritual discernment. Mature comprehension was the next one. Mature comprehension. I love these descriptive words because it could have just said discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. But it gives us these adjectives to further explain what is necessary. Mature comprehension. There are levels to our comprehension of how we comprehend things. And as we get older, we start to see things a whole lot differently than you did when you were a child. So as you grow older, now, how you comprehend order in your life. We didn't understand order when we were growing up. Clean your room. You know, fold your clothes. You know, put your clothes up in your, in your drawer, in your dresser. You know, some people just didn't understand that. But when you get older, you start to appreciate order because order allows you to quickly retrieve things when you need it. You don't have to fumble for it. Let me help you understand. You ever wonder how we mysteriously, especially men, we mysteriously lose socks? You know, you know, you come up, you just bought a pair of socks, now you can't find the other sock, and now you're trying to figure out, like, what? I'm looking for these socks because, you know, when they're not together, they're not useful. You can't you just walk with one sock on. What, so, so, so what I learned over time is even when I take my socks off, I don't just put them in the, dirty, in the laundry basket. I actually roll them up together and keep them together, keep them in order, and I put them in there. So it's up to the person who washes 
to unfold them and then put them in, in the washer. But when they come out, I look for them again, roll them back up together, nice and neat, boom. I keep them together. When I was a kid, I, I didn't care. I just threw, you know, threw them to the side, put them in the laundry basket. My point is, comprehending that as an older person, now I understand how to keep my things together and having order, mature comprehension, logical interpretation. It is hard sometimes to have logical interpretation. Things got to be in order. It got to make sense. You got to have be able to reason things out. And that doesn't always happen. You can't force that. But what you understand is that God desires for us to have spiritual order and then to be able to logically put that in understanding. So I'm praying today that God would allow all of us to seek wisdom, prize her, exalt her, always look for understanding so that we can make that leap from just knowledge to embracing wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, and it comes from God, according to Proverbs 2 and 6. If any man lacks wisdom, if any man lacks understanding, ask God. He will give it to us liberally. He will, he will pour it out on us. So this morning, our cry is going to be, God, give us wisdom. Let us pray. Father, you said in your word that whenever we ask for wisdom, you will give it to us. So we are thanking you this morning that we have the ability to come to you to be able to ask for it. And knowing that by your will and by your way, we are going to be supplied wisdom so that you can guide us through life and make decisions properly and that we not have any missteps or mishaps because we didn't understand. Father God, give us wisdom in our marriage. Give us wisdom even in our single lives. Give us wisdom for our children. Give us wisdom for our careers. Give us wisdom for our businesses. Give us wisdom just to guard our life in Edom and our health. Teach us the things that we need to eat and the things that we need to do in order to preserve this temple that you be glorified in all the things that we do. Father, we need wisdom for everything. We need wisdom, Father God, when the doctor tells us that something is wrong because we don't want to just take their word for it. We want to have true understanding because you can reverse the curse. You can reverse anything that is not like you in us. So, Father, help us to understand how do we use the wisdom and give us the things that you want us to have so that we can live a prosperous life. Lord, we thank you today, and we honor you that today was just a reminder that no longer shall we just walk through life and let life happen to us, but let your will be done in our life so we can take life on into a whole new perspective. When we have wisdom, we can live properly. When we have wisdom, we can move through things properly. When we have wisdom, 
we can guide others throughout life and have life more abundantly. It is in the name of Jesus we pray this prayer and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, man, I know this morning I received something powerful. Wisdom is key. Wisdom is key. And we're, we're going to come back and we'll touch on some of those keys in just a moment. At this time, Sister Margaret will come with our prayer request. Pray over those prayer requests this morning. Sister Margaret. Thank you, Bishop. We have basically one prayer request this morning, which is um, a general prayer to pray just over everything that's going on in the land um, and over the families this morning. So, Father God, we come this morning um, in the name of Jesus. We stand in the gap before you for our land, Father, um, and our families that it not be destroyed, but the land be filled with your glory, Father. Now, Father, is the set time for the greater work. So we pray that you will stretch forth your hand, Lord God, to heal our land. We repent on behalf of all the nations that have turned their backs and their ways against you. We ask you, Father, to be merciful to our unrighteousness and remember our sins and our iniquities no more. Be gracious to us, O God, and turn the curse into a blessing that you may be glorified and that the laborers, your laborers, would bring in the harvest. For the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, you said. So, Father, we put you in remembrance of your delegated authority to the church. You gave us the ability to bind and to loose. So we bind the works and the strategies of Satan. We bind the spirit of fear, and we bind this coronavirus spreading any further in the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare that no man shall eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. We loose, Lord God, every person that's been affected, every family that's been affected by this virus. And we release the healing virtue of Jesus Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing to stop this plague. We cry out to you just as David cried out to you, Lord God, when there was a plague in the land. And we trust in you this morning, O oh God. We pray, Father, um, against all the chaos that's happening around us, Father. And we speak peace to the chaos. We speak order to the chaos, O oh God. We pray, Lord God, that all of the president and our political leaders, their hearts are in your hand, Father. So we ask that, every, that you would direct every decision to be consistent with your divine will. Give them wisdom, Lord God, to bring stability to our times. Father, we look to you and you alone to bring salvation to all of mankind. We pray over everyone and every family that's represented on this line this morning, according to Psalms 91, that now, Lord God, we actually have to live in Psalms 91 and not just speak it. We agree with your word that we live in the secret place of the Most High God, and we abide under the shadow of your wings, O oh God. We rest in you, Lord God. We declare about you, Lord God, that you alone are our refuge. You alone are our place of safety. You alone are our God, and we put our trust in you and you alone, O oh God. You said that you would rescue us from every trap 
and protect us from deadly disease. So we pray protection over our families. We pray protection over our loved ones. We pray protection over our churches. We pray protection, Lord God, over our cities, oh God. And we cry out to you to cover us with your feathers, oh God, and shelter us with your wings just like a mother hen shelters her baby chicks. We know your promises are our armor and our protection, and we wrap ourselves in the word today, Father. We cover everyone on this line in the blood of Jesus this morning, Lord God. We decree and declare this morning you said you would rescue those who love you. You would protect those who trust in your name. You said when we call on you, you would answer us and show us great and mighty things that we know not, Lord God. You said you would be with us in trouble. You would rescue and honor us that our lives would be satisfied with a full life, with all that you do for us, and that we would enjoy the fullness of our salvation. So we agree with heaven this morning, according to your word in Psalms 91, as we pray protection over each one during the holiday season, Lord God, that you would give us wisdom, what to do, what not to do, where to go, where not to go. Lord God, direct us and guide our steps. And we thank you for it as we place our trust, our confidence totally in you. And we believe your words will not return to you void, but will accomplish exactly what you sent them to do. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Sister Margaret, for that wonderful prayer. We, we need to pray for our, our nation. We need to pray for leaders. Uh, we just need to pray for people to wake up from the spirit of delusion and really deal with reality. I think there's a lot of folk today just not dealing with reality for whatever reason, and uh, the enemy is running rampant. And so thank you so much for praying for us. We desperately need it. I want to pray this morning for Elder Gail Knowles. Uh, I didn't send the prayer request in. I spoke with her briefly by way of text yesterday and and she uh she's just in a lot of pain and you know it, it, it's tough when the body aches and it's not healing up quickly but we just declared this morning as we come into agreement as the righteous as the body of Christ and we lift up before God Gail knows and we thank you for her we thank you for her life and we thank you for her health, and we thank you for the strength of God that's in her body right now. Father, we ask you, Lord God, through your wonder-working power, to move in her right now. You said, Lord God, you would heal us of our wounds and restore us to health. And, Father, I ask that you would heal her this morning and restore her physical body to health. I ask that you strengthen her bones in the name of Jesus, by the authority of your word, as we come together as the righteous. You said that our prayers availeth much. So I thank you that Jesus Christ was wounded for her transgressions and bruised for her iniquities. The chastisement of her peace is upon him, and with his stripes we declare she is healed. Peter said, by his stripes you were healed. So, Elder Gill, we declare you are the healed and not the sick in Jesus' name. So, Father, we come up against the pain that's in her body. We declare it dissipates right now in the name of Jesus as the healing process begins. 
We thank you for it. We bless you for it. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This morning we've been talking about wisdom. I want to call it wisdom keys. Because that's what that's what wisdom is, man. You need those wisdom keys in your life. And Pastor Harris brought out a one some wonderful points. I love the analogy of the socks. And and I gathered from that wisdom helps you organize your life. It helps you keep your life in order. If you if you really understand the value of it, understand the value of it. Before we go back to Pastor Harris, I want to read the same scripture, but from a different translation. And it says in Proverbs 4, verse 7, wisdom is the most valuable commodity, so buy it. Revelation knowledge is what you need. So invest in it. So buy wisdom. And then it says also invest in revelation knowledge. Now, wisdom is the ability to take what one possess, the information or knowledge that one possess, and get it to yield results. And as believers, that's what you should desire, is to be results Oriented, you want to get results from everything you do. That's how I am. I want to get results, you know. And so we do that through wisdom, understanding how valuable it is. And so we had to buy it. And then he says, revelation knowledge is what you need. So invest in it. Revelation knowledge, insight into the true nature of things. So invest in it. So that means to invest in it, you're going to spend time with it. Where do we find it? We find it in the Word of God. How do we get it? We ask God for it. Buy it. Ask God for it. And then verse 8 says, wisdom will exalt you when you exalt her truth. She will lead you to honor and favor when you live your life by her insights. By her insights. So it's insight into the true nature of whatever we deal with in life. God said, just simply come to me and ask me, as Pastor Harris shared with us this morning, from James 1 and 5. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abrade if not, and it shall be given him. But here's the key. Here's another key. You have to ask in faith. Before we end our call this morning, I want to go back to Pastor Harris and see if he has any closing remarks. Pastor Harris. Uh, yeah, I just want to say this to Sister Margaret. So, Sister Margaret, you you were as you were praying and uh, speaking these things uh, in the atmosphere, the Lord showed me that those blessings that you were speaking, they are coming right back to you. They're going to boomerang back to your life and to your family's life. And so you were covering yourself just as much as you were covering those that you were praying for. So get ready. Things are going to start changing for the better in your life as well. So I just wanted to give you that. But did you just quote, I missed it, did you just quote Proverbs 23 and 23? Proverbs 23 and 23? Yeah, did you, did you just quote that? I thought, I thought I heard you say that. No, I was reading Proverbs 4, verse 7 from the Passion Bible. 
Ah, let me give you let me read Proverbs twenty three and twenty three. It says you were talking about buying it, right? It mm-hmm. says buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. See, when you find something of value, man, you gotta go and do what the what the parable said spoke about when the man saw uh treasure in the field, he went and bought the whole field. You gotta buy it because it's valuable. What's in it can save you and your household. But I love this, this verse that says, buy the truth in the, in the King James. It says, buy the truth and sell it not. So I just wanted to put that out there. Man, that's, a, over time. that's a good put that out there. Buy the truth and sell it not. How many people have received truth and sold it? Mm. That is serious. Buy the truth and sell it not. That's Proverbs 23 and verse 23. The, the Passion says, embrace the truth and hold it close. Don't let go of wisdom, instruction, and life-giving understanding. Hold it close. It's, it's, once you get it, it's not for sale. you got to keep it. You've, you've got something to use like, I'm not selling this. Ain't no way I'm gonna sell it. Somebody may ask you, you know what? You know, can I buy it from you? And then, no, 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 you can't buy this from me. Mm-mm. It's too valuable. And so we bless God for the wisdom. And I pray this morning, everyone on this line begin to operate in the manifold wisdom of God like never before. That we be wise. In every decision we make starting right now today, I come up against the spirit of delusion. I come up against anxiety. I come up against fear. I come up against intimidation. I come up against timidity. And I declare it has no power, it has no dominion, it has no authority in your life. That you will be strong in the Lord and the power of of his might, like never before. We declare it in Jesus' name. Listen, on this Thanksgiving Eve, uh, please attend church tonight. The wonderful thing about church is that now, I mean, here on the West Coast, Pastor, I don't know about over there on the East Coast, we're all on punishment. So we're on punishment and curfew. I didn't like curfew when my mama put me on curfew. When my mama's curfew was, um, you know, you got to be in about time to, the street light come on and let that street light catch you outside, boy. You be even got in trouble. But uh, we on punishment and we on curfew over on the west side of the country. So the wonderful thing about Bible study, you can you can you can uh, watch church. You can be in church while you while you peeling your greens tonight and washing them collards and cooking your pies and getting ready and getting that turkey in the oven and all that. You can be in church at the same time. So what a blessing. What a blessing that is. We thank God for that technology. But you don't want to miss service tonight. We're going to have a great time. We're going to continue to dive into uh, the authority of the Word of God because I believe where we are today that is so valuable to who we are as believers, waking up to our true identity. You, you know I'm always talking about identity because I just feel that in my spirit a lot of people just simply don't know who they are. 
But you know what? Wisdom helps you understand that. It helps you understand that. Who you are and what you can possess. And then it helps you understand the investment and the transfer that has been made on the inside of you. Christ has given you an impartation. He has transferred something to you. And I'm not going to give you all of it because I want you to catch it tonight. But he has transferred something to you that you need to understand that you possess. And when you understand that you possess this and have the wisdom of it and have that operating knowledge, man, let me tell you something. And nothing, nothing will be able to stop you. Nothing will be able to stop you from accomplishing whatever you want to accomplish in life. Because between where you are and what you want to achieve, the only thing that's in the middle is time. That's it. So, get ready. I believe we're about to head for the best days of our life uh, like never before. Now, I'm going to bring this to a close unless Pastor Harris have something he want to say before we close this morning. Pastor, you good? I'm good. Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, it's a brand new you. Therefore, it's brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Come on, make the confession of faith. You know how we do it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I'm a world overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. You are a world overcomer. You're no longer the victim. You are the victor in Christ. In Jesus' name, we boldly declare it. We declare God's favor upon your life, that you have traveling grace and traveling mercies as you travel Throughout the day, no sickness, harm, or danger can come near you or the vehicle you're traveling in. It will get you back to your home safely in Jesus' name. Now, let's not forget that we're operating in acts of kindness in this season. People need people to be kind to them. So let's sprinkle a little salt. We're the salt of the earth. Let's sprinkle a little salt on people as we go out and do our little shopping and things we need to do to get prepared for Thanksgiving. God bless you. We love you all so much. This is Sister Margaret Johnson, Pastor Horatius Harris, and Bishop, and we are signing off until tomorrow. We're going to be on tomorrow, so you don't want to miss a prayer call tomorrow. We're going to be on for Thanksgiving. I know it's Thanksgiving, but you know what? The Bible said men should always pray and faint not. So we will be on tomorrow and Friday. God bless you. We love you. Sister Kathy, let us open the line.